0: Welcome to episode 67 of The Photo Show. My guest today is Peter Kasavitz, who many of you, including me, know as Itzik Kasavitz, the founder of KM Camera. And really what I should say is the co-founder of KM Camera because the M stands for his partner's name, and you'll have to listen to the episode to find out who that was. Uh, and we do talk about that. We talk about the founding of this great institution of photography in 1976 and how Peter went from laundromat to driving a taxi to starting a business in photography when he didn't really know anything about photography, but he had some money and he had a partner. Uh, And also, you may know Peter more recently from his Instagram account, where he posts a lot of very loving and tender photographs of the great photographer Robert Frank. So this episode is sponsored by the School of Visual Arts MFA Photo, Video and Related Media Program, chaired by Charles Traub. And it was through the School of Visual Arts that I met Peter at K&M Camera. The store was right down the block and I used to buy all of my supplies there. And then when I was offered the opportunity to study abroad, I went to Peter and I said, I need a lot of film and I don't have a lot of money. (laughs) And he very generously, very graciously, uh, gave me a whole lot of film to take with me, Ektachrome, uh, and let me pay it off when I came back. And I will be forever grateful for that. And you'll hear throughout the show that it wasn't just me, um, that Peter really helped a lot of students and a lot of photographers, traded prints for supplies, and not because he thought the prints would be you know valuable one day, but because he wanted to help out photographers. He was really interested in his customers because they supported him and he wanted to support them. Uh, so that's, that's who Peter Kasavitz is, and I hope you really enjoy listening to his story. So not a lot to report from the home front. My semester is winding down, and I finished my first full year as director of the JKC Gallery, and I'm pretty proud of the shows that I've had. Uh, The first show, which started last winter in 2017, was CJ Harker, Trenton Blacksmiths. Uh, CJ is a tintype photographer who's also part of the Halide Project in Philadelphia, and they just ran a successful Indiegogo campaign, and they opened up a brand new darkroom and exhibition space in Philadelphia. Uh, After that was Wendell White, Schools for the Colored, and that show went all over the country. I was really lucky to have that show. Uh, Following that in the summer was Beloved Trenton by Habib Al-Suab, a local photographer who made these really great and what I called sort of honest and affectionate photographs of his uh, home city of Trenton. Uh, Then we had Aubrey J. Kaufman, It's Not About the Game, who made these very detailed photographs of unoccupied athletic courts and fields where you really become fascinated by the architecture and the design of these places. And then we had Aaron Turner from Photogs of Color and his work on the Arkansas Delta, which were photographs of home filled with history and life and love and death. Uh, Following Aaron was Kathy Shore's shot. And we had this great panel discussion on gun violence, which is always timely. And then we had Jen Davis, 11 years. And that was a pretty popular show. And maybe it was the first show where my students were involved to a point where they really felt like they were curating a show, uh, which was an amazing experience for them and really a great experience for me as as an instructor of photography. Uh, Following that, we had Tony Torino's Fighting Cox. And maybe you heard a, a little bit more about that show on this podcast because we had some protests from animal rights activists. And then finally, we closed out the first year with Nico J. Kalyanyotas, American in Trance. And Nico brought his newly printed book. And I think maybe we were the first people to see it uh, as a group. And I'm really thankful for all the artists who came to show in my little gallery. And I've already lined up a lot of great shows almost through the fall of 2019. And of course, I'll let you know about those as they come up. Also, I saw a Patrice Helmar's show called Thane at Mom's Gallery at 67 Morton Street. Uh, it's an installation of photographs and artifacts and video from a, a neighborhood in Juneau called Thane, which was all part of the gold rush in the previous turn of the century. Uh, and so that is up until uh, June 3rd. Uh, and if you want to see it, you have to make an appointment. And the email is Goldstone at gmail.com. All right, everyone. Well, my guest again is Peter Kasovitz, also known as Itzik Kasovitz of the great K&M Camera. So enjoy the show and we'll talk soon. You know, one thing I w- I've always wanted to ask you is if you prefer Peter or Itzik? Because I hear pe-
1: a lot of people call you Peter. Peter is my real name. What's Itzik? Itzik <laughs> is it's my Hebrew name. Oh, okay. When when a Jewish boy get to eight day old, they name him by his Hebrew name. Oh, okay. When you born in Europe, the first thing they ask what your na- what the parents what the name, and they say Peter Thomas and that was my name peter thomas i dropped the thomas and i kept the peter
0: ah but you also kept itzik cuz of-
1: itzik is my my yeah. hebrew name which yeah. for 20 year in israel that's what my name was
0: okay that clears that up so you've been you were just telling me you you've been living on 23rd street for 40 years
1: 40 plus yeah i had KM since 1967 76. <laughs> and we moved in in 78. Oh, who's we? Me and my ex wife oh. mo- moved to 402nd Avenue, which is on 23rd Street. What
0: was the neighborhood like back then? I, I I was in the neighborhood in the early 80s. I remember it then.
1: The neighborhood was much less crowded, mm. hardly any large building were around. Oh, right. And after the uh, the uh, real estate boom, a lot of new building popped up.
0: Yeah, and, and then you you started. So you started K seventy six, and I remember it on twenty third, not too far from the School of Visual Arts. Correct. But uh, but what we, where
1: did it start? The first location was three seventy seven East Twenty Third Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, the second location three seventy seven East Twenty Third Street. The first location was. Three thirteen is Twenty Third Street. Not too far. <laughs> no, no, it's maybe uh, a football field away. Right. What What were you doing before K and had driven a cab mm. for three and a half years. Oh, wow. so nothing photography related. No, no. Wow. No. My ex partner, who is a friend of mine, he was working in the photography business since he's a, a teenager. And he also was a camera repairman. Did you do in-house camera repairs back then?
0: Yes. Oh, that's we, a lost art. <laughs> we
1: did it for the first eight years. And then my me and my ex-partner split. Wait, wait. Kays, Kasovitz? And what? Mariuma. Ah, uh, see, I never knew that. Yeah. And uh, my ex-partner lived in the island and it was too much for him coming to New York mm-hmm. every day. He opened a business in Long Island. Oh, okay. He's still around. Or? He's still no, he's still around as a as a person, right? Not but not business. as a business.
0: <laughs> so when so you were driving a cab, um, you you told me earlier you were born in Romania. Yes. Yeah. And then um, when you were one, you lived moved in Israel to Israel.
1: For a while. Right. Moved to Israel. So then, how
0: old were you when when you came over here?
1: Twenty one. Two weeks after I. Finished the the Israeli army. Oh, wow. Did you go to a uh, university then in
0: Israel? No. Oh, okay. So high school and then... High school. Army. Ag-
1: agriculture high school. And then I, the army and then the U.S.
0: Okay. And, and so you were here with your parents? With my father. Oh, your father. Oh, okay. My
1: father came uh, 1964. Mm. And uh, he had uh, four brothers oh. and cousins in New York. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have a brother and two sisters. Are they around here in New York? My or? brother is in New Jersey and my sisters live in Israel.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And your mother, is she still around? And she's still My in mother Israel? passed away 12 years ago. Oh, sorry. Okay. And did she stay in Israel?
1: Yes. Okay. We got divorced. Did you keep in touch? Of course. Mm-hmm. Do you make a lot of trips to Israel? Yes. While my mother was alive, I would every year, and then she got sick. I went twice a year. Mm. After she passed away, I go every two years. And your your father? My father passed away 30 years ago. Okay. What did, what did they do? My father worked in his brother laundromat. Mm-hmm. In Israel, he was a farmer. Oh, so the agriculture uh, yeah. made in, sense. In, yeah. In Europe, he was. They used to have a farm. Where was that? Do you know? In Romania. Oh, of course. Romania. Did they leave because of communism? And, yes. Yeah. Yes, they left because of communism. They were going to leave earlier, except the communists were very, uh, very anti Zionism, and right. they did not let them go anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And when they left, did they have to leave everything behind? Yes. Their, they yeah. couldn't
1: take anything with them except clothing and maybe the jewelry they were, and that's about it.
0: Hmm. So you come here at 21. Yes. Uh, what do you, what do, you uh, do? What do you start doing for a living?
1: I worked with my father and my uncle in the laundry business for about a year or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had enough of that. <laughs> I wanted to go into business with my friend who I did go to business, but he was not ready for it. Oh, okay. Then I had to, uh, then I lent money and I bought a yellow cab. And when I paid it off, I told my ex-partner, either now or never, and he said now, and we opened a camera store on 23rd Street. Mm. We searched the neighborhood, we searched everywhere, we found School of Visual Art, we found out that it's a quite known school, Mm -hmm. and uh, produced a lot of photographers, and a lot (laughs) of students, and we decided that's the place to be.
0: Huh. But it was your partner who who knew photography.
1: He knew photography, and he's... Wife and him work at Westside Camera for like four, oh, sure. four and a half years before we open our business. So they yeah. had the knowledge. Mm-hmm. I had the moolah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the way a lot of businesses start. I think. Yeah, and of course, you know, K and M is is still going. It's it's had maybe two
1: more locations since the. Uh, uh, we had two location at one time. Mm-hmm. Which was on uh, Broadway between Walker and White, right? And, and three seventy-seven East Twenty-third Street. And when my rent came to renewal on Twenty-third Street, the price was too high to pay, mm-hmm. and I decided to close. But we still had Broadway store, and since we opened the Broadway store, we opened. Uh, May 2002, and we were there for till four years ago. Yeah, f- 2014, 14. right. We stayed until the 2014. The building was sold, and we moved across the street hmm. to 368 Broadway. And since then, we had the warehouse and... Um, you have a rental internet, place, right? Yeah, yeah. internet business in right. Brooklyn, and we have uh, a large rental facility on the location under the location that we have the store.
0: Yeah, and I noticed the uh, the website's in the middle of being redone.
1: Yes. <laughs> how
0: how hands-on
1: are you still with the business? I mean are you not at all. Oh okay. Not at all. Yeah. My son took over. He uh he had the energy and the smarts to <laughs> enlarge it to the size that it is now. And because
0: you you have survived K and M Camera has survived so many changes in New York and and of course you know the the reason why you did move around to these different buildings is because New York has become so unaffordable for so many businesses it killed a lot of businesses with the rent but you have been around since 1976 and you've gotten to know a lot of photographers and and earned the respect of a lot of really great photographers and you know most recently you've been. Uh, posting a lot of photos on Instagram with Robert Frank, and uh, th- they—they're very, you know, they seem very like touching and endearing, and and very you know, somewhat intimate photos. I mean, there's sometimes Robert Frank, um, you know, sort of looking off into a window, or there's and even sometimes it looks like he might be taking a nap or other things, right? And so you clearly have a very close relationship with Robert Frank from the photos, it, it, as it seems, and he. He said something very nice about you in a New York Times article. Do you know this? Yes. Yeah, that the reason why you survived is because you you did it your own way. You didn't didn't follow other people's rules. You did things that you believed were right. You did things that you believed in. Correct. Yeah. How long have you known Robert Frank?
1: Approximately 35 years. Hmm. Probably between 32 and 35 years.
0: And you visit him up in Nova Scotia.
1: Uh, yeah, I also visit him frequently in his house on, in New York. Is that where a lot of the photos are made? Most, most, all of them made there of him. Yeah. Now, his wife June does not like to take picture, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. And I would love to take picture of her because she's <laughs> a beautiful, wonderful human being. <laughs>
0: and, and I imagine you've asked on occasion. <laughs>
1: no. Oh once okay. she said she doesn't like to take photograph I respect it. there's no is okay. no sense mm-hmm. to to ask again and again. You know Yeah. Yeah. I imagine there must be times when
0: you're just sort of sitting around and talking and chatting and Yeah, most of yeah. the time it's
1: it's for for talking and chatting. Mm-hmm. And, and in I, I I didn't had the idea to take picture of him on a regular basis, till people that I know were extremely enthusiastic about it, and they 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 really said that they appreciate seeing him, the legend. And uh, for me, it wasn't a big deal. I like him the way he is, uh, <laughs> and and uh, I thought if by doing that, it will make people happy about it. Uh, it would. It did make me happy. Mm-hmm. Oh it does. I th- I th- I think people
0: people love seeing it. They right. Yeah. Um because, because he was so reclusive for so long, it's it's nice to see him. He's was, not yeah. really reclusive. He just doesn't
1: talk much. Mm-hmm. He's not reclusive at all, you mm. know. If he doesn't have nothing to say, he wouldn't say anything. Mm. We are saying no matter what it is, we we're talking and talking and talking. The man yeah. if he doesn't have anything to say, he would not talk.
0: <laughs> I actually have a Funny Robert Frank story. <laughs> My uncle was a detective in homicide, Manhattan South mm-hmm. homicide, and he got a call from the FBI that um, they were looking for this guy, Robert Frank, if if he knew who he was. And 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 you know, I don't know, I don't know if all the names and, and facts are correct about this story. My uncle told me this a long time ago when I just started the School of Visual Arts, mm-hmm. and he said, um, yeah, apparently Robert Frank did this. Movie with the Rolling Stones, and uh, you know it was pornographic, and the FBI are looking to talk to him about it. and And my uncle knew where he was. He knew he had been in Nova Scotia, yeah. and and they asked him, "Do you know where he is?" And he said, "No, I don't <laughs> know where he is." And my, and my uncle didn't know who Robert Frank was. He had no idea, but he hated the FBI. <laughs> It was so funny because, you know, he only thought of it because I was studying photography. And he thought, oh, wait, I know this guy. I heard of this guy.
1: Yeah. You look at those pictures today is no... Pretty tame, none, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So another photographer that you became very close to was Larry Fink. And, and I read that you were actually the best man at Larry Fink's wedding.
1: I don't think so. No? If I did, I don't remember. <laughs> it may happen, but I don't remember.
0: I read it on a almost like a wedding registry site from 2000... It's,
1: it's possible. It was so long ago. <laughs> it's so long ago. That's I don't funny. remember.
0: Are you in touch with Larry Fink at all? Or, yeah. yeah. From time
1: to time. Mm-hmm. You know, we were very good friend while he was teaching. And I visited his farm a lot, which I like a lot. And his wife, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman mm-hmm. an artist. and artist. Uh, but... You know the distance make itself. Sure, the obstacles of the distance. <laughs> yeah,
0: so you know you you have these relationships with these great photographers who have been around a long mm-hmm. time, but also photographers who are kind of up and coming, photographers who are you know sort of just breaking in. I I had Donato Di Camillo on the show, and he speaks I like him a lot. very highly of you, really, really highly of you, and mm-hmm. and he and I think he. He credits you with helping him out with, uh, you know, helping him with his career.
1: I don't know if I did, but I really like his approach to photography. It's completely innocent, raw,
0: yeah, and beautiful. Absolutely. You
1: know? So I noticed that from the first time I saw him, and and uh, he and he's very very likable person. So I I did whatever I, I would do to anybody that I like, try to help them. Mm-hmm. And I,
0: I've told this story before, but you, you also, when I was a student here on an exchange program in Israel, you helped me out. You actually um, helped me uh, uh, get some film that I couldn't quite afford at the time <laughs> so I could go to Israel. And, and you waited until I came back to, uh, to pay it all off. And of course, that you know, I'm actually scanning all that film right now right i'm revisiting that work and and scanning it all and every time i uh you know pull out another sheet of slide film i think of you <laughs> it's,
1: a karma. Karma. Oh, karma. it's a karma 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 yes it's K- karma. karma
0: yes absolutely so uh after you you start the store i imagine you must have had a pretty steep learning curve sort of just learning all these things about photography and
1: uh it, it was something that i i kind of uh liked from the beginning and the people that I dealt with that were uh, quite fascinating to me because I came from completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I become following them and I said they support me, is no reason for me not to support them. And then I was going to opening. Yeah. In the beginning I probably went for at least a hundred opening a year, up to maybe 150. <laughs> That's a hundred and fifty. I used to go there used to be Thursdays to go three opening every Thursday. Mm. And then sometime during the week when I couldn't make it, I used to go. And that's the way I saw my, show my support to my, my friend and customer. Yeah. And it brought me more understanding and more love to photography and more appreciation to photography. I, as a kid, photography was to me just capture the moment. Later on, I found out that's one of the thing, but they have a lot more to it. Mm. And the uh, and longer I I spent time with it, more appreciation I got to it. And obviously, it was a learning that made me appreciate my friend and customer much more than customer only.
0: And you've always been very supportive of... Um Books, photography books. So you've had a lot of book signings in your store and a lot of events to launch books, right? Is there a particular work or books or photographers that you know you think about as sort of seeing them kind of start out and seeing where they are now, or just sort of seeing the the arc of their careers? Do you ever think about that? No, Mm -hmm.
1: I never thought about it. It's it's kind of funny because. It's, it's, for me, it's so difficult to pick one photographer over the other. It's like picking one child over another. <laughs> yeah. Because my love to them is sincere, and you cannot really pick. You know, they have greater photographer, mm-hmm. photographer who sell the print for a lot of money, mm. but they have a lot of great photographer who never sold the print, you know? Right. And, uh, and I respect them as much, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: And you've seen a lot of students yeah. too over the a years. A lot of students. Yeah. yeah,
1: I must go through maybe ten thousand students wow. or more. Through it's forty-two years. You know, it's yeah. a lot of. And at the time, School of Visual Art had made every student have to go through a photography courses. So I, I had quite a lot, not only photography student but also other Mm. graphic art and videographer and all of them had to take photography. So I had a lot of them. And and thanks to visual art, I'm in business Mm -hmm. and I would never forget it. And thanks to the teacher that helped me, I would never forget him as well.
0: So I saw a photo of you with a, a small child. Are you a
1: grandfather? Yeah, I have a, a grandson, eight year old, and uh-huh. granddaughter, four year old.
0: Uh huh. And you said your son is uh, running the business now. My son is yeah. running the business, is- and
1: he's very, very uh, smart and energetic.
0: What your son's name is Ross, and is Ross um, also a photographer?
1: Uh, no, but he take quite a nice pictures, mm-hmm. and he have knowledge of photography as well, or yeah. better than mine. <laughs> He's a quick learner. Uh-huh. He's been in business since 2001. He worked for me a little bit. Then the store downtown, he opened it. Oh, okay. So
0: that really is he his, his story. He ran, yeah, he ran yeah. it. And so then if you're, you know, how
1: do you uh, spend your days now? We do have a warehouse, Brooklyn, in Sunset Park. And I've been there. Their offices is as well there in the warehouse. And we are, our internet business go through there. So I spend most of the time there. And uh, sometimes I spend time in the, on, on, uh, on the Broadway store. And we are about to get another building in Long Island and move the, the internet to Long Island. Oh, and, wow. And open a, a larger rental facility in Sunset Park. Oh, that's great. And it's in, uh, by Industry City. And also, we perhaps going to open a store there as well.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Industry City is is such a kind of a hot place right now. It's it so is. much going on. It is. Yeah, that's a that'd be a nice area to.
1: Yeah, and we wanted the location. If we do a rental, might as well sell some some photography equipment that would be helpful to rental and helpful for the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Yep. I think I think that could do really well there. Mm -hmm. and did did
1: ross go off to like business school before
0: taking over the business or he go right into the business
1: no he went to university of wisconsin Mm -hmm. in medicine and he uh, decided to go to business with me yeah and so after graduation obviously
0: right was was he always around the business
1: growing up Uh, a bit yeah. yeah not always but yeah he had some interest in the beginning i mean for a child yeah mm-hmm. but it you know he wa- I I didn't thought he would go into the business That's what
0: I was going to ask is it, is it something you kind of hoped for or you just I was hoping. Oh yes. okay yeah yeah a... when you were thinking about you know getting out of taxi driving and all did you know it would be photo because of your partner or yes. were you did you also can ever consider other things no. Yeah it was always no. photo uh,
1: I trusted my partner I mm-hmm. liked my partner and I had an opportunity to learn something new I didn't have any profession. I went to high school that was an agriculture high school. Obviously, you don't come to America to be a farmer, you know. <laughs> no. So I didn't have any knowledge of any other thing except perhaps to start a business and learn doing the business.
0: Was it was it the the laundromat business that brought your
1: My father fa- here? Yeah, well, no. his 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 brother owned the place. Mm-hmm. So, my father managed the place.
0: Oh, I mean, what was the sort of the uh, initial reason for leaving Israel? Me? Uh, for you, for your, you and your father. My
1: father, after he got divorced from my mom, he, he didn't have really the support that he needed. And he had four brothers in, in New York. Oh, okay. So, he needed this mental support and otherwise... Mm-hmm. Maybe financial support, whatever it was. Right, he needed his brothers, and that's why he came. And and he became American citizen. And I, because of that, I, when I arrived, had my own green card. Quite. uh, Oh yeah. There.
0: Yeah. I mean, you were twenty one when you came here. So yes. Do you remember what it was like? Did you feel a bit of an outsider, or did you feel very much welcome?
1: I was kind of shocked Mm. when I arrived. My uncle brought me from Kennedy through Harlem. We lived, my father lived on 94th and Broadway, Mm. and we came through Harlem, and I saw the burning building that was September 1970. Uh I was completely uh, shocked. And then it took a while before it settled down, but I had the greatest problem, is not able to speak English, and that's made me very, very... Uncomfortable, and I remember when I saw two-year-old kids speaking good English, I was kind of envious, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you, then, then I went to classes. Then, uh-huh. and, and did you speak a little English when you came? Uh, minimal, right? Minimal,
0: right? Because I know, I, I mean, I think every Israeli gets some English in school, right? but I wasn't.
1: Yeah. I I'm also dyslexic, so oh, okay. I had really uh, extreme problem reading and writing. Mm -hmm. So it left me back with languages. But by knowing what I had, which I, I learned quite late about dyslexia, it helped me relax reading. It helped me relax feeling and felt made me feel good about myself while before it was kind of why cannot why can I read well why can I write well you know and then when thing explained then it's easier to live with. Did everybody know about dyslexia when you had no, dyslexia? I was no. going to say
0: it wasn't diagnosed back then, right? No,
1: I I. I mean they actually punished you, didn't they, for oh, not well, well, doing well? Yes. But mm-hmm. I was very good in math, so they know I'm not stupid. Okay, you know, good. Yeah. I mean, I, chemistry and math, it was something that I did very well. So it was kind of a question for them, too. If he's good at that, how come he's not good at the other thing? You know. But dyslexia, I found out when Rockefeller died, and they were talking, he had dyslexia, and they were talking about it. And when I asked people what they're talking about, and they explained to me, and and I said, I have the same thing, you know, and then it, after that, it was easier for me to read because I was more relaxed and feeling go- much better about myself and I feeling imagine. good about myself. You know, it's like something got off your back.
0: Yeah. And especially when, when it's not being no. diagnosed, no one's telling you what's wrong. You, you feel like somehow you're inferior, right? right. Yeah. That must, that's got to be so difficult. Right. Huh.
1: When did you meet then your wife? while i was driving a cab oh <laughs> she was a, she uh she got the, a ride for me and uh we become uh talkative and uh we exchanged number and took me like six months before i call her and then <laughs> wow then we got together and then uh soon after we moved together and then uh when my family found out that we moved together, they said, either you marry her or <laughs> let her go. So we got married. Uh-huh.
0: And uh, how long were you married for?
1: Seven years.
0: Seven, okay. And, and that, we lived together for a year. Right.
1: So basically.
0: And and you're still in touch? And yes. We, we and make, Ross is still yes, in touch? Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, we had very, very uh, respectful divorce. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating the holiday together since we have two children together. Right. And we're kind of friends, you know, mm-hmm. and we're celebrating birthday together and stuff like that.
0: Um, so uh, I think we we started to get, get into this uh, before. What what are your, you know, you, you spend time at the warehouse and you're still, you're still running other parts of the business no, in some ways or, no. or just involved? I'm just involved
1: right. minimally right right right. or minimally mm-hmm. involved
0: do you still you know go to shows then and because i've seen your not I see as you many shows. as
1: i used to be yeah. but i do
0: yeah i definitely see you uh, around and i know you're still uh um doing uh some you know business with uh colleges and all and yeah yep.
1: my ph- photography is more is what i'm interested in my son He's interested in photography, but that's part of his business. It's right. not all his business. My business is all photography.
0: You know, I only see the work you post on Facebook and Instagram. What else? Uh, what else are you doing with photography? Do you uh, take other photos that you don't post that you don't share? No, no. Mm-hmm.
1: Since the digital era, I lost the zest of taking picture. Oh wow! Uh, it's become cheapen. It's mm-hmm. become. You can take a million pictures a month, and it's made the value of taking pictures, to me, very cheap. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of disappointed in myself and in the thing, <laughs> but that's what it is. But
0: does that mean you have um, boxes of film that you've shot over the yes. decades? Yes. And, and In black and white or color?
1: I mainly shot color, mm-hmm. and in the beginning, I mainly shot slides.
0: Have you ever shown that work anywhere? No.
1: no.
0: I don't know. It sounds like a a, a call, an, an invitation for someone to, to look no, at your work.
1: No, no, not anymore.
0: <laughs> no? I don't not know. any less either. Okay. <laughs> Are you involved in um, in any sort of, you know, looking at other photographers' work? And yes. Do you ever help edit or talk no. about books with them or no. show, anything like that? Yeah. No. Yeah, but I imagine you you get to just sort of yes, see people's yes, work all the time. Yes,
1: and, yes. Yeah. I do see work. I do collect some work, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm very uh, proud of. And
0: um, yeah, you you. I imagine you have a nice collection of work.
1: I think I do. <laughs> uh-huh. And and I started collecting because of the student, and and uh, the beginning. You know that I enjoyed doing that in the beginning, and then. People start to tell one another, "Oh, why don't you show them your work? Why don't you show them your work?" What? And it's become really too much for me. You know, Mm. I mean, it was very difficult to to tell one student, "I don't want to buy your work." You know, and it's not because I didn't. I I don't have room for all the work. You know, it's it's. uh, We're living in New York, and it's not. uh, I don't have a mansion to display that. so I did whatever I could, but I stopped it for a while. Mm-hmm. You,
0: you said you started with students, and that, yes. that was in part because o, you wanted to support yes, students, yes, and, yeah. and also there was a potential that this student would become something, right? And
1: yeah, but I didn't do it as investment. Mm-hmm. I did it because you know I thought that you know, and I did a lot of the students who really could not afford the product. You know, so I was giving them stuff, and they're giving me in return. They give me prints mm-hmm. and
0: stuff. I, yeah, I, like I said, I remember you help being very generous and helpful to students when I was here. So I, yeah. So you, you've slowed down on collecting and all. What, what, what was your? Do you think you had a particular taste in photography? As, uh, w- was there a particular style? The the, the the kind of vernacular, the kind of um, documentary style work was that, or did, was it all kinds of photography you were interested in?
1: I think. The beginning was was very uh, simple way of looking at photos, but as I learned more and more, I was looking the degree of difficulty mm. to pick up the image, mm-hmm. you know, and I think I start to appreciate it. And it was a lot of this work is Roy Carava work. Oh because I it was fascinating me how the man can produce such a beautiful work with very low light yes and and, uh, and he and I were talking plenty he was such a generous and wonderful person that I loved and and I don't know if I loved his work before I loved him or I loved him before I loved his work. Yeah, sometimes but, they just come up together. He, yeah. Well, he was such a fascinating person. And and uh, his work was very uh, touching to me and very beautiful.
0: Yeah, and he was uh, one of the members of the, the Komonge group, the Civil Rights Photography group. Did you ever meet any of the other Kamonge no. group? Yeah. No,
1: he's the only one that I met. He's the only one that... He was extremely kind to me, mm. you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and, and, and as much as I wanted to be his friend, he wanted to be my friend, nice. you know, and it was wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Did he shop at the store? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And, 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 and it was fascinating, the, the talking about his child, and uh, he was one of the first gallery owner in New York City, which very few people mentioned it, you know. He, he was a wonderful human being. Hmm. And a great, great photographer.
0: Yeah. And you collected yeah. some of his and work? Very few. Oh, okay. Yeah. But wow. he
1: was uh, he was a good person.
0: Did you... You, you mentioned before that um, you're less interested in digital photography and what that's brought to photography. Is that when you started to step away from the business? Was it with yes, digital photography?
1: Because I was completely moronic <laughs> about the whole process <laughs> of
0: digital. Yeah. <you> know. <laughs> That was a good time to hand it over to your son. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean film photography is still around and it's actually it's it's a little more niche in that it's it's really relegated to the fine art world now. Black especially black and white, you know, black and white film photography is fine art photography at this point for the most part, you know, and there are some photographers like uh, uh, Greg Miller who still yes. shoots color film and does commercial yes. work yes. in color film yes. and but it, it it's not gone away. I yeah. think
1: I think, maybe I want to see it that way, but it seems to me, silver photography coming back mm-hmm. and coming back in a beautiful way. Yes. Uh, a lot of young hipster. It is it is part of a hipster movement. Absolutely. They're producing wonderful work. Yeah. And I give them as much credit for rejuvenating or... Uh, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> photography... The silver photography business, as much as to anybody else, Mm -hmm. and the funniest thing today is art director asking the digital photographer to produce work that used to look like film work. Yes, and it's kind of ironic, right? Because (laughs) they have to have they want the control, and yet they want the the, they want it to look like film. Right. Well, that's
0: what there's a whole industry. Of digital world, that's that's you know there to make digital look like film. I mean, right. Instagram was founded on what Polaroids looked like. Oh, that's, correct. Yeah, and there's this whole Visco systems that's all about applying film-like color filters. So yeah, there's a whole industry of that. But I, I still think color film will go away, uh, probably. But black and white, I think, is will be around a, longer than color film.
1: I you know. think Kodak coming back with with slides. Yeah, there there are there are so, films that come back. So we'll I have hope. Yeah, <laughs> for color, I have hope for color, mm-hmm. and I hope the the Cibachrome will come back. That'll wow. be great. But it's <laughs> it's just uh, I, wishful thinking.
0: I still have a Cap Forty machine in my in my lab, stored away. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't it, think that will come back.
1: It's such a beautiful beautiful process. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, I was yeah, I was showing. Uh, showing uh, students, you know, uh, Eggleston's work and all, and yeah. talking talking about the dye transfer process. Um, yes, yeah. that's
1: beautiful. No, yeah.
0: that, that's amazing. And, you know, there's a... Um, oh, Kodak... Uh, um, oh, I'm blanking on the, uh, the actual name of the... Ge- oh, the Eastman House. I'm sorry. The George Eastman House produces videos, and they do a lot of historical videos. They're actually fantastic for teaching photo history. Really? And in one of them, you know, the narrator says, um, you know... These color film processes are incredibly complicated, and Kodachrome was... The most amazingly complicated. complicated and and he says in the video you know once these things go away they are never coming back because they're, there's no infrastructure for it the, the science will just be gone and... but
1: they were talking about getting Kodachrome back so uh, how is that, that w- going to
0: be I will be amazed if that happens
1: they, they serious talk about <laughs> didn't they destroy it? all the machines maybe they did they'll have yeah. to do something else
0: that'll be something because that is an incredibly complicated that's magic Kodachrome that's it's beautiful <laughs> yeah it absolutely
1: is all also, Cora came back with the thirty-two hundred black and white.
0: Oh, like a TMax or T-Max,
1: TMZ thirty-two hundred. Wow. It's just came back. So that's the whole thing. Right. No, no, know? I,
0: I, I know. I, I'm very confident that black and white will be around a long time. Uh, I wasn't as confident about color because digital is just color, you know, and it's yeah.
1: Yeah, but you can maybe maybe they'll become a point that they'll be so good that they can fool you and it is going to look like, mm-hmm. like film. And and it's okay. You know, if yeah. they can make it, it's okay, you know. <laughs> a friend of mine, Chuck Kelton, went to a... Oh, sure, Kelton Labs. Yeah. Uh, went to a show in, in Washington, D.C., years ago, with great, great photography name, all digital. And he said, the images are nice, the the result is the same. You know, you, you don't know, you, you know, like before you would know that was done by Robert Frank, that mm-hmm. was done by Lou Stettner, that was done by by Sal Leiter. You know, you can see them. It, and also, Larry Fink have his own style of photography. Absolutely, right. And Danny Lyon have their own style of photography. But But when you use the digital... If they make big enough print, you don't know whose style is that. It's no style anymore, you know? Th- and you cannot see the... I think film, the way I would think, film have a soul. Mm-hmm. And people have different souls. So you can see the the, picture, the the photo and you can see the soul. And you <laughs> can figure out whose soul is that. With digital, is no soul. Mm. It's probably only brain. <laughs> and that's it.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I mean, that might also just happen to line up with more postmodern conceptual style work that mm. they're shooting it digitally, mm. right? And so you don't see... It is more intellectual, maybe less heartfelt in some ways. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, I promised you we would uh, not go too long because I know you have things to do today. And, and thank you very much for, for coming here and, and doing this. It's, it's actually been... a there are a lot of things I didn't really know about you uh, because we, you know, our, our relationship was always uh, either professional or or we'd bump into each other galleries and never had really a long time to talk. And, and, all, and all these years, I finally get to talk to you uh, just one-on-one. <laughs> so nice. Thank you. And, of course, thank you for all You're the welcome. support for everything over the years and all the great things you've done for photography. I mean, I thank think, you, you, you know, k an institution and it's it's helped so many people and it's just great that it's still around. And,
1: and I yeah. hope it'll be around for another 42 years.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again and, and bye, everyone.
1: Thank you.